Arizona's Desert Diaries. Hello, Arizona calling. And this week, I've mainly been extreme gardening, which is kind of like gardening in England, but with added jeopardy. I mean, imagine every time you lift up a rock to clear some weeds, you leap back, ready to face off with a scorpion. (laughs) Yep, I wore two pairs of extra thick gardening gloves. And no, I still didn't feel confident about sticking my hands into any dark corner of the flower beds. One of the walls in our garden has a massively overgrown clematis on it. And it took me a decade to prune it back because every Every time I got close, my imagination went into complete overdrive about what exactly was making the rustling sound inside the plant. And I essentially ran off. I still don't know what it was. I don't know what that creature is. I'm going to say it was a bird. But I think we all know that's highly unlikely. (laughs) I don't want to know. So yet again, I love how the most mundane of tasks like popping to the garden centre can suddenly feel exciting because you're doing it in a relatively new place. We went last week and bought two baby palm trees and a selection of small cacti, a world away from the begonias and daffodil bulbs we used to plant. And then we got home and we were faced with two issues. Number one. How the heck do you plant something that threatens to flay the skin off your hands and arms as soon as you try and take it out of the container? I did have to Google, how do you plant an apuntia, that's a prickly pear, without sustaining severe lacerations? Headline, it's virtually impossible. We actually, don't laugh, we actually ended up wrapping it in bubble wrap in order to plant it. That only partially worked. I do still have the scars to prove it. The very cool thing, actually, sidebar, about prickly pears is that you can actually break off one of the ears or pads of the cactus and pop that separately in the ground an inch or so deep and boom, it starts a whole new plant. It's amazing. The second issue that we faced whilst doing our gardening, and this was particularly apparent with the baby palms that we'd bought was that the ground here in Phoenix is hard. And I mean, we had to go back to the shop and buy a pickaxe. (laughs) Never thought I'd need a pickaxe to pop in a little plant. Also, the ground is full of rocks and stones and the most simple of shrubs takes about an hour to dig in. We had to tag team it. We were getting done in after about 10 minutes of pickaxing. Now, I do want you to know, we're not being feeble about this, although we are not seasoned gardeners it's because the ground the dirt in phoenix is made of a substance called caliche yeah me neither caliche now i read a great article about caliche that told the story of a man who moved from california in the 1980s to follow his dream of building a horse ranch in arizona right out in the desert he bought the land he bought thousands of fence posts and building materials and then he set to work (laughs) Within about an hour, he'd got about two centimetres down into the ground to put the first fence post in and he realised there is no way he's going to build this perimeter fence in the next millennia because, well, caliche. He said it was like there was cement below the desert floor that bust shovels and picks like popsicle sticks. It might as well be a city sidewalk covered with sand and dirt. He continued, forget picks and shovels, 
we needed dynamite. <laughs> it's really, really hard. Caliche is basically a hardened natural cement of calcium carbonate that binds other materials together like gravel and sand and clay and silt. It can be up to three feet deep. Yikes! But is generally only about a foot deep. I mean, frankly, still, yikes, my whole garden is made of this stuff. Caliche gets thicker and harder as time goes on. So when it hasn't been disturbed for, say, 10,000 years out in the desert until some bright spark invents air conditioning and suddenly a city pops up, you can see why it's virtually impossible to pop in some bedding plants in your lunch hour. I'm going to have biceps the size of Popeyes by the end of this. To escape the intense physical workout of gardening, we went for a hike on Saturday morning, also known, of course, as a walk. But doesn't hike sound so much more energetic? We met up with our friends Brian and Barry and strode out on the Phoenix Mountain Preserve, which is 7,000 acres of trails and mountains and deserts right in the heart of central Phoenix. It still blows my mind that I can drive for 10 minutes, park my car, walk for about five minutes out into the mountains and then not be able to see a single house or car or shop or person and yet at the same time still be less than a mile from a Starbucks. I mean, it's really, really is mind-blowing. It's such a beautiful place where you can feel utterly removed from civilization and yet be eating a bagel in a coffee shop within 10 minutes of your hike ending, which is exactly what we did on Saturday as well. As ever, I posted an Instagram story at Sam Walker Radio, so I really hope you caught some of my pics of some of the cacti in bloom. They were lovely. It's getting to that time of year, actually, when 8am walks are soon going to be off the agenda, as it will already be oven ready by that time of the day. But we just about scraped in our hike without getting too hot. In a couple of weeks, we're going to have to start a whole hour earlier. And by July, well, all bets will be off after about 5am. Now, this week, we actually did have a couple of days of unseasonably chilly weather about 25 degrees. But there was a fair bit of cloud around. And on one day, (gasps) it rained. Mm -mm -mm. Now, I've talked before about how rainfall in Phoenix can result in literal news bulletins. And the locals get very, very excited indeed. Now, whilst I'm absolutely not at that stage by any means, when it did rain this week, I thought, ooh, it's raining. That's nice. I know. Now, anyone familiar with Manchester, where I lived for over 15 years, with its climate of 150 plus days of rain a year, although frankly it feels like more, will know that me thinking, ooh, that's nice, is actually a big deal. Because when I left Manchester nearly two years ago, good grief, I didn't think I would ever be pleasantly surprised to see the rain. I'd seen enough of it. So whilst I am very much a long way off getting excited, quite pleased is a place I never thought I would be in. How long do you give me until I'm the one calling the news channels in excitement, eh? We'll have to see. Oh, look, before I go, I wanted to let you know as a big, big thank you for listening to this little podcast. I have launched a competition. Now, if you win, I will send you a box full of American goodies. Cheetos, Fritos, Funyuns, Chips Ahoy cookies, Swedish fish, Milk Duds, Butterfingers, Three Musketeers, Mr. Goodbar. I may throw in a Twinkie. 
Essentially, it is going to be diabetes in a box. So no suing me, please, when your blood sugar goes through the roof. These unhealthy treats are to be enjoyed responsibly, not like a child on Christmas Day who shoves their entire selection box down by 8am. All right? You've been warned. Now, I will post it to you wherever you are in the world. So please, please do come and enter. All you need to do is share the post on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash see you in the desert. It's the post that says win, win, win. So it should be quite clear which that one is. Share that post and then leave me a comment underneath, please, about where you're listening. And voila, you're in my hat. I'm going to make the draw at noon Arizona time on Sunday, May the 2nd, as they say here, or midday on the 2nd of May, as you may say, depending on where you're from. So go, go, go. And very, very good luck. Thanks already to Michelle from Ahunthleth in Wales, Tracy in West Sussex, Kylie in Bolton, Linda in Los Gatos, California, and Stephen in Hertfordshire. You have all entered. You are already in the hat. Thank you so much. Make sure your name gets in there as well. Ooh, good luck. We're off in Mr Brightside, a.k.a. The Beast, later on today, heading up to Cave Creek just for a night out in the desert before we go to our friend's Kentucky Derby party on Saturday. I do apologise to you if you are from Kentucky. I can't help but say it in that voice. Kentucky Derby. Now, I'm not a big fan of horse racing, but I am a fan of booze, (laughs) as you may well know. And I'm told it's tradition to have a cocktail called a mint julep on Derby Day or Derby Day. So I shall look forward to sampling my first ever one. I'll report back. I'll see you in the desert. (laughs) 